Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus Cardiff in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Yes, um, the mini winter break slash international break is now over. Um, we've had players on holiday. We've had some other players having to fulfil um, their international duty. Um, but thankfully... No one from the international duty came back injured. Liverpool come back with a clean bill of health and the only two players left to come back now uh, is just Sadio Mane. Who, Sadio Mane, yeah, Sadio Mane and, uh, and Mohamed Salah who are due to face off and play each other in the African Cup of Nations final. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But most importantly, the first thing I want to talk about is the Luis Diaz deal being done, out of the way. I know I mentioned it in the previous episode, but he was uh, due to be in the squad for this game, which is great news. Um, we also tried to get another player, which I did a new podcast about because I only wanted to do... Uh, I, want, I only wanted to do the episode if it was going to be done. Um, Fulham's Fabio Carvalho. People dub him the next... Philip. Coutinho, people dub him a hybrid of Jack Grealish and Felipe Coutinho. Um, this kid got talent and I watched him yesterday and although Fulham lost to Manchester City, he got the only goal. So we know we our scouting department's amazing. The only reason why the deal seemed to not um, come through was because of the the deadline. Um, we couldn't, we tried to get an extension, but for some reason in the championship, they don't offer extensions. I don't know how that works out or why that didn't work out, but we loaned out Nico Williams to Fulham. So I'm hoping Fulham honour their word and there's some agreement that actually takes place. Otherwise, boy, after doing all that work and making him do a medical, be crazy if he's not signed for us. Um, but yeah, Fabio Carvalho looks a tidy player and it will just add to the next evolution that Liverpool are trying to go for. But yes, uh, Liverpool versus Cardiff FA Cup is another game at Anfield. Um, my predictions for the lineup was that would go half strong, half youth, um, just because we want to obviously ease some players back in, and I'd go half strong on the basis that some players haven't played uh, first team football, any uh, actual football for two weeks, and. You want to make sure you get the jitters out of the way and the FA Cup is the perfect opportunity to get rid of those jitters and shake off um, any rusty side of you. Um, so yeah, that's why my, how I predicted it, I thought we'd go half youth, half strong. Um, but we didn't. We went relatively quite strong. Uh, let's get into the lineup. So in goal, you had Kelleher. Left back, you had Tamiskus. Centre-backs, you had Van Dijk, Canati. Right-back, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Your midfield three was Curtis Jones, Naby Keita and Jordan Henderson. Up front, you had Minamino. You had Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino. So, yeah, quite quite a strong lineup. There's almost no youth players there. I say almost no youth players. There isn't a youth player, really. You can maybe say... Kelleher-ish, even though he's like 22, 23 years old. So he's kind of a mature adult now. But 
I think I'm not sure even who's the youngest between him and Trent. They might both be the same age. They might both be twenty three, but yeah, practically no youth players. And I yeah, I was completely oh I I was half wrong. I thought we would go half youth, but we just went mainly mainly strong and mainly the players that would be on the bench that uh came that would start, which is good because if there's a game where you want to get your jitters out the way, is at home to Cardiff at Anfield, where. There's not really much pressure to win the game. Obviously, you want to win the game, but it's a perfect kind of warm-up match before you play your Leicester on Thursday and your Burnley a couple of days after that. So, we know how the schedule can be full-on and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I was very happy with the lineup. Um, but, yeah, in terms of atmosphere, uh, you had a full capacity Anfield, but 9,000... Really loud Cardiff fans, and we'll talk about the atmosphere as the first half progressed. But yeah, kickoff happened in the first half. Now, um, the first chance kind of come four minutes in. I'd say, Naby Keita delivers a nice. Uh, he finds a a gap between two Cardiff players, and he passes the ball to Jota in the box, who has his back turned to the defender. Jota just uh, back heels and nutmegs this uh, defender to open up a yard of space. He gets the turn and then he could have had another touch to get himself out of feet or just um, slot it in either corner. But decides to put his left foot lace for it and the ball goes straight at the keeper. And I was just thinking, if we hadn't played two weeks, if it didn't take two weeks before the next game, I think he would have changed how he finished that. And then we would have been 1-0 up very early. But um, that was the opening chance of the four minutes. And then Liverpool pretty much had most of the possession in that first half. The only difference was the rust. You could see that we were rusty. Build up play. Taking too long on the ball. When Henderson picks up the ball, he, he's not as agile when he turns. So having the ball in the half space... He's, he, he'll, he'll always play it back to the next peripheral player he can see in a red shirt. Whereas Curtis Jones, he'd be much more comfortable hogging the ball up in half space and turning. And there was a time where Curtis Jones did pick up the ball, but not, and then he could have played Tomiscus on the overlap. But it took way too long. And by the time Tomiscus made the run and he passed him, he was offside. And it's just that you need to get out of your game. And, and it's, it's still annoying that Curtis Jones is still got this little bit of trait in him like I and I, I've mentioned it a hundred times I've, I've mentioned it I've, I, enough times on the podcast if if you're an avid listener if you repeatedly listen um it just takes too long to release the ball sometimes and against a team like Cardiff it's just more like just get the just get fluidity going if it's a team where it's really hard to break them down in this low block uh yeah, then you fair enough hold the ball up longer, but you just need to learn how to pick your moments faster, and that's something Curtis Jones hopefully develops, and 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 we see the real development side to his game. Um, in terms of set pieces, Liverpool had couple corners, but Trent overhit it, Tomiscus overhit his corners, and then anytime we had a shot, um. Henderson would shoot over the bar. Cato uh, twice tried to volley it. No, the first time, he just didn't get a good connection at all. The second time, ball goal goes over. 
Curtis Jones had two shots, uh, didn't hit the target. Trent had two free kicks, didn't hit the target. Um, Firmino wasn't really involved. I didn't really see him do much. Minamino didn't really do much. It was just kind of, uh, you could tell, Liverpool overall on the ball with possession. They looked like a side that hadn't played football in two weeks. And if you know Liverpool very well, Liverpool decide where they need to play every two, every three, four, uh, every three, four days, really. This once a week football, don't do it for, don't cut it for Liverpool. You just lose your rhythm entirely. But, and, and, and the Anfield crowd, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the Sunday 12 o'clock kickoff or just the fact that it's an FA Cup and I don't know, you're not really expecting much. It was dead quiet. Like, fans were not singing. I can't remember one song any Liverpool fan sang that was notoriously loud. But for Cardiff, they were really bouncing, noisy. They even sung Welsh national anthems. They were just being loud, proud away fans, as they should be. But um, I, I read on social media some comments where some people were saying, oh, for Cardiff, they would have been travelling here from 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock or whatever. Um... They would have been on the booze, so obviously they'd be more rifled up. Whereas Liverpool, who who, who the Liverpool fans attending would just have just come back after a night out or whatever. So they on on that Sunday morning feel where you just want to relax or something. But if you're coming to Anfield, make noise. These are the fans that criticise. Oh, you should support your local team only. But if you're the local fans going to Anfield, why are you not making the noise and? I don't think that's the entirely reason why Liverpool played so lacklustre or so rusty. But at least give the players something to feed off. So they got the extra spring in their step. But I didn't hear any Liverpool fan make entire, any kind of noise. Um, in terms of defensive work, Liverpool didn't have to do much. Konati picking up positions really well, shrugging off players. I think he only gave the ball away once, but nothing really mattered to it. Van Dijk as well, tidying up. He looked really comfortable. I don't think there was a time where I was shouting at Van Dijk or he, or he looked like he was in the wrong. He, he was really in his own. And Kelly Hale also picked out a moment where he came out and came out of the box really fast and got the ball, got a good connection on the ball, which is what you like to see. But yeah, that was pretty much uh, the first half. Just Liverpool had most possession. It wasn't really uh, Cardiff were frustrating Liverpool. It was just that Liverpool were just... Not adding that finesse to their game, not adding that uh, fluidity to the final third, and and, and uh, I was just telling myself, second half we just need to tidy up a bit more and have a bit more fluidity, and then hopefully second half you get things going for you, and so second half starts now and then no changes were made, and then after like two minutes, uh, a key moment for for Cardiff, a through ball is played onto a Cardiff striker, Kelleher comes at a goal. So you're anticipating that he's going to win the ball this time. But he gets it all wrong, unfortunately. Um, Cardiff player just pinches the ball past him. And he has his ankle and he has his studs kind of showing. But luckily, his foot is low. So he misses the ball, but he takes out the player. In my head, I was panicking that it might be a red card. But luckily, Konate was literally side by side with the Cardiff uh, defender. If Konate was not present... I believe the referee would have given a red card even after the VAR check. Um, but because Konate was there, Kelly only got yellow and then they were checking, oh, was the foul a dangerous play? Did he lose control of his body? And it was a safe enough tackle. It was just where the ankle is, which is where the ball, which is where a ball would be situated. Above the ankle indicates you're trying to take out 
the tibia. So, and that's obviously a big no-no. But yeah, Kelly here, yellow card there. Um, but yeah, then card they have a set piece. We deal with it. And then Liverpool have a set piece. Just like five minutes later, say fifty-two minutes. Um, Trent free kick. Tamiskus hovers over it. Um, right hand side of the pitch. Tamiskus kind of dummies runs over the bo- runs over the ball. Then Trent whips the ball in, finds Diogo Jota's head, who slots it away in the corner. One 0 Liverpool. I think that's thirteen goals in all competitions for Jota, or fourteen, thirteen or fourteen goals, something like that. It's Trent's sixteenth assist of the season, and we are in February. This guy, I think, like I think he's going to break his own record. Like just this, this, this zone that Trent is in is unreal, and the Trent Jota connection is just perfect. It's like, them two are constantly in sync. You saw it at Arsenal, you saw it at Crystal Palace. You see it again today against Cardiff. Um, lovely goal, lovely goal from Jota, and the deadlock finally woke up this Liverpool crowd, which was pretty much needed. Um, and then, yeah, Liverpool were just imposing themselves on the ball. The Cardiff fans finally silent. Um, I remember Costas ripping a good ball into Firmino head, but keeper kind of deals with it. And then the 60th minute, um, another important moment. A substitution is made. Curtis Jones comes off. Um, our player, our new Liverpool player, number 23, Luis Diaz, comes on to replace him. And then another sub is made. Naby Keita comes off. And then a star boy, our star boy, I can't believe it, that he's back. Harvey Elliott returns after a bad uh, dislocated ankle injury which kept him at the game for about four and a half months. But yeah, he makes his return and um, it's good to see. And he looked fit and well. And we were told that Elliot played the under-23 game last week and he scored a goal and an assist in that one. So he looked ready and raring to go. And every time he picked up the ball, he just looked tidy. He looked like he wasn't lacking match sharpness at all. And the touches Diaz was making, he looked like he could dribble past a player when he wanted to, the only, my only, um, I'd say criticism, yes, criticism of uh, Luis Diaz, he's quite skinny, and he needs to bulk up a little bit. He needs to bulk up a little bit, but obviously, if you say a Portugal league where they're not physical like that, it don't really make much of a difference. But um, I believe with the right department, with the right physios, with the right sports science team, the right nutritionists. Yeah, Diaz can improve on strength and he might end up being like a Sadio type, Sadio Mane type. And obviously, um, with Sadio Mane and Salah to come back, or well, more for Mane, he's got to fight for his place now, essentially. Um, and then, yeah, there was another crucial moment that happens, like 68th minute. A Cardiff player tries to shield the ball out for a goal kick, but then Diaz blindsides him, pinches the ball off him, then dribbles past another defender. He tries to lay the ball to Jota. Jota should have got a connection on it, but it was a fresh air shot. And then Minamino runs, follows through, shoots, and then the ball ripples the net. And it's 2-0 Liverpool. And it's another goal for Takumi Minamino, who I thought we should sell. Um, I still think we should sell. I don't think he's good enough, but I'm not but I can't criticize him today. He didn't do enough today, but he, he picked up he got the goal. 
when it most mattered. So fair play to him. I'm not going to criticise him too much. And he's a nice lad. And he just keeps getting... He somehow finds a way to score. But yeah, so fair play to him. And look, that's all you can ask somebody to do, really. If nobody can do nothing all day and then they just kind of open score, it's great to see. And yeah, that was a, it was a nice moment there. And then he immediately came off. James Milner comes on. Uh, Costas Simicus... Yeah, Costa Simicus comes off. Uh, Andy Robertson comes on to get some game time. And then 76 minute, another key moment. Robertson whips the ball in, finds Elliot. He controls it really well, lets it bounce. Half volley. No, I don't think he let it bounce. He controlled it, ball bounced. Then it bounced back up. Then he hits it on the volley with his left foot. Keeper rooted, absolutely rooted. Finds bottom corner. Harvey Elliott scores his first goal for Liverpool Football Club. And it should have happened if he didn't have this annoying uh, ankle injury. But yeah, he looks ready, raring to go. Finally scores his first goal at Liverpool. Um, he looks ecstatic and I was very happy for him. Very happy for a wonder kid. Um, the wonder kid, the star boy, however you want to paint it. Um, yeah, and everybody, everyone, fans up on their feet clapping. Every Liverpool player hugging him because they know how significant that moment is and how 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 um how important that must feel for him after the hard work of trying to get back to how you was before that injury happened and then um you pull off a worldy goal like that it's beautiful to see and you're only eighteen years old you've not you've not stopped growing in height you still got another three years of growing left so. Um, he's still developing as, as a boy and yeah he, his ceiling is very very high very very high and we've finally got a technical midfielder that I can I can I can be happy about none of this rigid nonsense in midfielder you got Fabinho your Henderson your Milners who just even though Fabinho is very good at cutting off passing lanes and all that that's not his job his job is to plug that passing lane sure but on the ball you want your technical midfielders to thrive you want your Elliots, your Caters, your Tiagos to do all that work for you. And now finally we got our left-footed uh, midfield technician back doing, creating, scoring braces. And yeah, may this be a moment where that kit spurs him on. And yeah, that will be nice to see. Yeah, so he made it 3-0. Um, and then 80th minute, Firmino gives away a ball. Well, I think it was intended for Milner, but... It was under hit. A Cardiff player pinches pinches the ball off Milner, who was way too slow to react. And I think that's just age playing up with him. Uh, dribbles past Milner. Through balls played in to some 19-year-old Cardiff striker. He slots it past Kelleher. 3-1. So not quite a clean sheet. Cardiff players, Cardiff fans starting to believe a little bit. But for the rest of the game, Liverpool just do game management and slowly suck the life at the game. And... um. Oh yeah, Thiago comes on for Henderson. I forgot to mention that. Um, so yeah, Thiago makes his return after almost two months out with a hip injury or whatever it was. I'm not even sure what it was. Thiago's out with something. Um, but yeah, good to see him back. He had touches of the ball. Then Diaz got in some weird tackle. He tried to win a header. Then one of the Cardiff players steps on his knee, which is very, very painful. Um, he also experienced some torrential rain after it was windy in the first half, sunny in the start of the second half, and then some torrential rain for like five minutes. Um, 
So yeah, welcome to England, Luis Diaz. And then yeah, Liverpool come away with the win. So Liverpool win 3-1. Very happy. My man of the match. Um, on TV, they gave it to Diogo Jota, but I think I'm going to give it to Elliot. Just because of the instant impact he made when he came off the bench. Um, the fact that it was his first first senior game since September or late August. Um, and he came back and immediately scored. I don't care about level of opposition. The fact you're, you're an 18-year-old, your first game back and you score a brace straight away. It has to be applauded. Absolutely has to be applauded. Um and I'm very happy for him. Very happy for him that turned out to be the case. So he's my man of the match. Honourable mention goes to Jota, goes to Trent. Honourable mention, Van Dijk. Um, Honourable mention, Diaz as well. Because we don't get the second goal if he doesn't pinch the ball off that player. And that's what Diaz is going to provide in future. You just know Diaz is very comfortable dribbling past a, past a defender. And if the defender hates it and they hack him, good. Because guess who gets on the set piece? Trent. And what is Trent good at? Assists. And what's Jota good at? Headers. So, that we got cheat codes here. And this is all without Mane. This is all without Mohamed Salah. They are going to come back this week. And then that's another dimension of Liverpool playing to break down the team. So, this is the squad depth Liverpool have been begging Begging for, absolutely begging for. Um, and if we get Fabio Carvalho back, uh, uh, I mean, if we get Fabio Carvalho to sign for us, then boy, we're set. We're set. Then all you need really is that genie, that genie replacement when Milner obviously departs this season. Um, get that genie replacement and then a backup right back. And then you're sorted. You're, you're definitely sorted. And then... Um, yeah, I think Liverpool will be fine going forward. And hopefully Mohamed Salah signs the contract, obviously. Because if he doesn't, that's going to raise alarm bells. That's the most important thing. We may have signed Diaz. We may be on the way to signing Carvalho. But this better not mean that Mohamed Salah's leaving. He's already stated that he wants to stay and that is in the club's hands. It, just pay him the money. If he's, if he's saying you have to pay me 300k a week, pay him 300k a week. That means you're paying a million a month. Look at the numbers he's doing every year. Right at this present moment in time, he's the best player in the world. He just helps Egypt um, get to the African Cup of Nations final with a subpar Egyptian squad. Imagine that twice against uh, nations like uh, Nigeria. You'd knocked out Cameroon, semi-final, uh, Tunisia. These are the key moments Mohamed Salah has had to produce. From his own, and then without coaches on the bench as well, if you saw that semi-final. And then you got uh, Sadio Mane, who's been thriving in Senegal. Um, he's obviously got better players around him. He's got um, Kolobayi, he's got uh, Koati, he's got Saar, he's got Mendy in goal. Bruv, the, the, the squad depth that Senegal have is crazy. They are obviously favourites to win. Um, the final has been dubbed Salah versus Mane. Hopefully, there's no bad blood between them because they're obviously coming back home um, Tuesday or Wednesday because uh, the next day you're going to be in your home country celebrating, which is fine. Um, so, yeah, whoever loses comes back home a day early. Ideally, I'd like that to be Sadio. 
just so that he can get the rest. And also, um, I'd want Salah to win for the Ballon d'Or prop. And if we happen to win the UEFA Champions League, and if Man City make more slip-ups and there's a, t- a title race, who knows? Who knows? That would be wonderful to see. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool are back with players. Is This is crazy times. Um, and this is and Alisson didn't play today. Fabinho didn't play because they had they deserve to rest. They didn't really get much rest. Um, playing international break. Uh, Minamino, we threw him straight in, but this is the, the type of game time where he he'd only get really so. Um, yeah, and I think Fabinho and Alisson come back Sunday or Monday, one of the two. That's why they weren't in the squad. That's why Antonio as well wasn't in the West Ham squad, but who cares about West Ham? Anyway, (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, yeah, squad depth looking good. The next game, Leicester on Thursday, another game at Anfield. Um, We have to win that one because they beat us uh, and and there's an added incentive. I don't think Vardy's back yet. So, and I'd probably stick with the same... Back line only just but put Robertson instead of uh, Simicus. And I think Konati played well enough. I wasn't happy with Matip's performance against Palace. And Konati looked more reassured. So I think he'd be the better player. And he also, when we played, uh, when Konati came on against Leicester in the Carabao Cup, he was really good. So I think that familiarity means that Klopp should stick with Van Dijk and Konati. And then, yeah, the midfield is where I'm like, ooh, I don't know who you go for. I think I'd go for... I'd go Fabinho. I'd go Fabinho, Thiago and Elliot. But I know Klopp, he'll go Fabinho. I think he'll go Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson. And then maybe Elliot's on the bench. But I don't think we need Henderson for uh, Leicester, really. And then up front, you'd have... um, I think you'd have Salah on the bench. Mane starting. Mane, Jota. Uh, who plays right wing? Or Mane, Firmino, Jota. But yeah, yeah, this is, it is a mad selection addict. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Anyway, obviously... Joe Gomez and Octolay Chamberlain would have played today, but they both got, they both had COVID um, in the last week. So I'm gutted. I feel sorry for Gomez, honestly, because that would have been a match where he probably would have played. It would have been him and Konati playing, I'm pretty sure. But I'm not going to lie, the way, the way things are going for Joe Gomez, I think he's going to leave in the summer. Which might mean that we have to get the backup centre back, um, get the get somebody who's happy to be fourth choice centre back, which is very tricky. Um, not quite sure who you'd go with, if we are to sell Gomez, and also, he'd want he'd want to play in the World Cup. If you're not getting game time, how can you be picked? You know, so that's quite this uh conundrum for him, and he will have to make that decision in the summer. Of what he feels is best. 
So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of LFC Reactions. It's good to talk about the team again. It's good to have some football content again. Um, the boys are back. Elliot's back. Our star boy Elliot's back. Thiago's back. Luis Diaz, successful debut. Coming on off the bench. Things are looking good. And Liverpool are still in four competitions. We now have Norwich at home in the FA Cup. Uh, I think that will be played in March. Not sure when. And then that uh, postponed game against Leeds has been scheduled for February 23rd. Which is good. Because before that, Liverpool would have to wait one week before playing in the final. But now, we've got a midweek game where we can play. Get that fresh, get the fresh legs, get the consistency of playing um, going, and then it's the big one on Sunday, big one February twenty seventh. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Alice reactions. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow for future episodes, and yeah, tune in next time on Thursday where I'll give my analysis of Liverpool versus Leicester. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and till next time.